You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. Election date, June 7th. Official ballot. Let's go, baby. I'm sitting in my kitchen in San Francisco about to cast my vote. We've got my official instructions with my I voted sticker, vote by mail steps, use pencil or pen. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn it, I just did it wrong. I just spelled it out wrong. Gotta find my instructions. <sighs> oh, God. Okay. I don't know what to do. So let me find the number. There's gotta be one on your somewhere. There it is. I call up the hotline, and an election worker answers right away. Hi, I'm a San Francisco voter. I was wondering, what do I do if I checked the wrong or I filled out the wrong bubble on my ballot? Like, I made a selection that I didn't really want to make. The person on the other end of the line has heard my problem before. He tells me, all I need to do is put an X through the circle I marked incorrectly, then fill in my new selection. He assures me my ballot will still be counted. Okay, Thank you. I follow his instructions, and I take my ballot to the mailbox down the street. Here goes. I voted. Woohoo! <laughs> Feels good. Feels good to have that done. And it strikes me just how human the voting process is. At the end of the day, Our whole democracy runs on trust between people, actual people, people casting ballots, people working in polling stations, people in elected office. We put faith in each other because that's what makes the system work. But lately, that system feels vulnerable. Our democracy has never been perfect, but right now it feels like it's falling apart. Like, people are losing their faith. I have faith that my ballot is going to be counted. That the mistake I made while filling it out isn't going to be a problem. The election worker said so, and I trust him. But there are others who have lost their faith in our democracy, who absolutely believe the system is not to be trusted. And it's most apparent on the right. I'm a reporter at Bloomberg City Lab covering cities and local government. I saw that right-wing loss of faith take shape in the Stop the Steal rallies right after the 2020 election. I watched it happen on January 6th when Trump supporters stormed the Capitol to protest the results. 
I've reported on QAnon conspiracists, explosive school board meetings, and county recall elections that make the screaming matches on reality TV sound tame. It's a real break from what covering local government was like, even a few years ago. And it feels like the beginning of a historic shift. Conspiracy theories and far-right ideologies that used to be fringe are moving to the front and center of politics. And that's shaking the foundation of our democracy at every level of government. What you're about to hear is the story of two communities. We'll start in a small town in Washington state called Squim, where the local mayor revealed his passion for QAnon on live radio and triggered a political awakening in the name of good governance. And then we'll go to Shasta County, California, where a group of far-right activists tried to recall their local Republican leaders for not being radical enough. I'm fascinated by what's happening at the local level because that's where the stories are most human and where our votes hit closest to home. To be anti-government in a small town can mean going against your own neighbor. To promote QAnon instead of an issue like affordable housing or safer streets is to miss the point of local government. That local level is the bedrock of democracy. And I've learned it's shockingly easy to chip away at it. So how does it get broken? And how are people trying to fix it? The answers I found were an eye-opening ride. And I'm here to tell you about it. Welcome to Bedrock USA, a production of Bloomberg City Lab and iHeartRadio, a podcast about political extremism, small town life, and the fight for democracy. I'm your host, Laura Bliss. Let's begin our tale of two cities in Squim, a rural town in Washington state at the top of the Olympic Peninsula, a few hours from Seattle. Squim is generally a pretty sleepy place, but in early 2021, it was shaken like an aftershock from January 6th. Let me play you a bit of tape. Yep. Hello. Uh, my name is Josh. I live in Squim. Uh, I would request that Mayor Armacost denounce QAnon for all the reasons the previous caller just said. And I'm hoping that our mayor is not too deeply enmeshed in this terrorist organization, that it is dangerous for him to denounce it. In which case, don't denounce it. Keep yourself safe. I don't want anything bad to happen to him. But at the very least, for the rest of this month, if he could promise not to commit any acts of insurrection, it would be great. Uh, just as a citizen of, of Squim, I don't like to be represented by terrorists. Yep. You heard that right. It sounds like satire, but the guy you just heard, a local dog walker whose name was Josh Sutcliffe, he was dead serious. He just asked his town's mayor to denounce QAnon. QAnon, that's the utterly baseless, far-right conspiracy theory that a Satan-worshipping cabal of pedophiles runs the U.S. government and can only be stopped by Donald Trump. And the mayor of Squim had openly embraced this idea. Let me fill you in with some context. The mayor of Squim was William Armacost, a man in his 60s with a thick blonde mustache. In addition to his official duties, Armacost is the owner and stylist at a local hair salon called Changes. Before that, he'd owned a glamour studio in New York City and was even a spokesperson for Revlon, 
according to a candidate statement. He wasn't well known when he ran unopposed for Squim City Council in 2019, nor when he was appointed mayor by his colleagues in 2020. In Squim, city council positions, including mayor, are supposed to be nonpartisan. Here's Armacost leading the meeting where Josh spoke up. Good evening and welcome to the Squim City Council meeting of January 11th. The meeting was online via Zoom. It took place five days after Trump supporters stormed the Capitol. For months, Mayor Armacost had been brazenly open about his support for QAnon. His personal Facebook page was stuffed with QAnon videos and right-wing memes. These posts were tagged with the impossibly long hashtag WWG1WGA, a QAnon slogan that stands for where we go one, we go all. The phrase is like a dog whistle, a way for fellow QAnon believers to find each other. In a few months before this city council meeting, Armacost had been on a local radio show where he publicly described his beliefs. Josh had actually called in to ask what the mayor thought about the FBI labeling QAnon a domestic terror threat. Keep in mind, what Armacost is about to say is thoroughly untrue. Josh, thanks for the question. That's a great way. QAnon is a truth movement that encourages you to think for yourself. If you remove Q from that equation, it's patriots from all over the world fighting for humanity, truth, freedom, and saving children and others from human trafficking, exposing the evil and corruption of the last century in hopes of leaving a better future for our children and grandchildren. I want to encourage you to search for Joe M. on YouTube and watch his videos, starting with Q, the plan to save the world. I want you to really take in what Armacost just said to fully appreciate why these comments were so extremely out of line, especially for an elected official. QAnon is a violent cult linked to multiple murders, including the deaths of children. The theories it propagates are a tangle of lies and scapegoats. Yet Armacost, the elected leader of an American town of 7,000, was broadcasting his view as mayor that QAnon saved children that it fought evil, and that it promised to make the world a better place. Since Armacost declined multiple requests for an interview, I never got a chance to ask him directly why he subscribed to the spaceless theory. The problem is, a healthy democracy runs on shared truths, not alternate realities. So, back to the Squim City Council meeting. The Zoom that night had six squares, filled with other members of Squim City Council. Peering into Armacost Square, you can see the mayor was wearing two pins on his jacket, one an American flag, the other in the shape of a Punisher skull, a Marvel superhero logo that had been adopted as a symbol of QAnon. Mute yourself by pressing... Yep, yep. hello, uh, my name is Josh. But as Josh made his surreal request for the mayor to denounce QAnon, Armacost just kind of rolled his eyes. In the Zoom recording, which I watched multiple times to be sure of what I was seeing, the mayor raises his middle finger for a split second to scratch the corner of his eye. When Josh finishes talking, Armacost says nothing. 
It was like Josh never said a thing. The mayor moves on to the next agenda item without batting an eyelash. I met Josh at his house in Squim more than a year after he made his statement at city council. He's wiry, thin, with a runner's build, and he lives on a property with a big yard for his own dogs. I asked him why he'd spoken up at this city council meeting. And he told me, well, there were rioters in Washington, D.C. wearing QAnon t-shirts and waving QAnon flags. Josh was worried about that violence spreading in his own backyard. And he thought maybe he'd help prevent it if he spoke up. I felt that my responsibility as a citizen was to point that out for the people who are on the sidelines who are having a hard time accepting this reality that there are very destructive forces within our communities that wants to destroy everything. There wasn't any violence at the Squim City Council meeting in the end. But in Josh's eyes, there was destruction. Because after a couple hours of run-of-the-mill city council stuff, like community safety and traffic planning issues, the mayor moved to the last item on the agenda which shook Squim to its core. At this executive session, we discussed the city manager, Charlie Bush. As a result of this discussion, I am prepared to make the following motion. I move to direct the mayor to negotiate with the city manager relating to his resignation. In case you didn't catch that, Mayor Armacost had just forced his city manager, Charlie Bush, to resign. Charlie had been at the job for six years, this was the person who was more or less responsible for keeping the town running. This seemed to come out of nowhere. And equally surprising, the move passed with a majority of votes. And no explanation was ever given for why Charlie Bush had to go, other than, quote, philosophical differences. Why that was such a shock for this town? After the break. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common... It's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time.
In case you're not a local government nerd like I am, let me pull back the curtain on what a city manager does. Besides having a mayor, most cities have a top administrator who's often far more involved in day-to-day management. Along with their staff, they're the ones who make sure public contracts get signed, trash gets picked up, and roads get paved. So you can think of Charlie Bush as Squim's version of Chris Traeger in the TV show Parks and Recreation, who becomes the acting city manager of Pawnee, Indiana, and is above and beyond devoted to his work. It is fantastic to be here. Would you gentlemen like a tour? Oh, there is quite literally nothing I would rather have in the world than a tour of the Parks and Recreation Department of the great city of Pawnee. To give you a taste of the real Charlie Bush, he helped pilot a program in Squim for cleaning up weeds that involved a team of adorable goats dressed in purple capes. Their name? The Squim Vigilantes. Thank you guys for stepping up at the last minute to help the city with our vigilante efforts. And during the first year of COVID, Charlie Bush helped small businesses apply for emergency grants using the city's rainy day funds. That project actually won an award from the Association of Washington Cities. And here's another thing you need to know about Charlie. He and Mayor Armacost had clashed before. After Armacost made his wild comments on the radio, the ones where he called QAnon a truth movement, Swim locals started to call on him to step down. And Charlie Bush couldn't stand by and condone the mayor's comments either. Because remember, the mayor of Swim is supposed to be nonpartisan. In a small town, leaders are supposed to be focused on practical, tangible things, like making sure the trash gets picked up and fixing potholes. Taking a side on hot-button political issues gets in the way of that. So does broadcasting your view of a cult-like conspiracy theory. So Charlie put out a statement. It made the local news, King 5, an NBC affiliate. It read, Any responses to questions reflecting the personal opinion of the mayor do not reflect policy positions of the Squim City Council. And Armacost added, While I believe that people should fight for truth and freedom, it was inappropriate to respond to this question as mayor during a program designed to talk about City of Squim issues. Notice how Armacost didn't retract anything he said. He didn't denounce his beliefs. So Charlie Bush's ouster at the hands of this QAnon mayor was shocking to locals. And it sure looked like retaliation, but we don't know for sure. When I spoke to Charlie Bush, he said he couldn't talk about his termination because he'd signed an NDA. But he did say his time in SWIM was one of the highlights of his career. I want to stress how alarming Charlie Bush's termination was for a lot of locals because it left open the question of who would run the government, the functioning of the town. With Charlie Bush gone, who was going to replace him? Another QAnon believer? Someone who cared more about ideology than actual local problems? A couple weeks later, at another council meeting, residents zoomed in to say how outraged they were. My name is Nicole Hartman, and I'm a City of Squim resident. I fail to understand why you would call for the resignation of a highly qualified individual who has built relationships and brought SQUIM into a strong position. Hello, my name is Harmony Rudder and I am a concerned city of SQUIM resident. I am in love with the beauty of the peninsula and the warmth of this community. I am confident that this is because of the competent leadership of our wonderful city manager, Charlie Bush. Being asked to resign due to philosophical differences with the mayor is alarming to me. Hi, good evening. My name is Brian Jackson. Tonight I wanna address 
my concern for the council's action on Charlie Bush. So Charlie Bush's ouster had big implications for the town, and there was no real clarity about why it had happened. But a lot of residents believed it had to do with Armacost's politics and the way they were getting entangled in the work of the city. Charlie Bush's termination brought home the fears many Americans were feeling in the wake of January 6th. Fears about who or what was taking control of the government, of democracy. And it thrust Squim into the national spotlight. The small community of Squim, Washington. Question after question. QAnon and the mayor are the talk of the town. Mr. Mayor, excuse me. We, you owe it to the citizens of Squim. Residents fear that Squim, population 7,000, may be the first to have a QAnon conspiracy theorist in power. I was one of the reporters who jumped on the Squim story. Amid the media blitz, Armacost actually denied that he'd ever publicly stated his support for QAnon. But again, he didn't denounce it either. And Josh, the dog walker with a knack for public comment, wasn't surprised by any of what had happened. To him, the mayor's actions were in line with what he'd seen from Trump supporters in Washington, D.C. I feel like they kind of have a, a burn-everything-down policy, and uh, I just felt like they would be willing to do anything that would cause more chaos. But Josh wasn't the only one worried about the future of Squim. And if you're unhappy with your local democracy, most of the time, you need to do more than speak out. Here's what prompted me to actually organize is because I felt so much anger around me that I knew that if I didn't or somebody didn't organize a healthy, positive flow of energy to get that out, it could go the other way. And I didn't want things to get any more uglier in my community than they already had been. So I said, let's hold a rally for Charlie. Let's talk about it on a Zoom call. And the rest is history. That was Sheena Younger. I met her when I first started reporting this story. Right after Charlie Bush was forced to resign, Sheena and her allies organized a grassroots movement to try to kick out Armacost as mayor and take back city council in an upcoming election. And Squim is pretty politically purple. So the battle lines weren't exactly Democrats versus Republicans. Sheena's group was called the Squim Good Governance League. Fueled by their fears for the future of Squim, they geared up for a fight. I'm going to pause Squim's story there. Later in the series, we're going to come back to it and show how the community came together across political lines to push back against far-right ideologies. But I promised you a tale of two cities. And while Squim shows how people are fighting for democracy, Shasta County shows us how fragile it is. That's coming up after the break. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest-growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank. Because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. 
Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Over the past year, I've talked to dozens of people in both Squim and Shasta County. Militia members, citizen journalists, a dog walker, a music producer, tribal leaders, angry parents. Their politics were all over the spectrum. But they had one thing in common. Almost everyone was outraged about what was happening in their local government. The difference was what they were outraged about. And how they fought for change. So let's meet Carlos Zapata, the owner of a bar in Shasta County. Shasta is a deeply conservative pocket in liberal California, a few hours north of Sacramento. Carlos is a local militia member. And during the pandemic, especially towards the beginning, he was outraged about mandates. Uh, I don't blame you for wearing masks because I'd be hiding my face too if I was you for what you're doing. It's absolutely horrendous what you're doing to these people. I'm a business owner and uh, and I'm telling you, our families are starving. I went to war for this country. I've seen the ugliest, dirtiest part of humanity. I've been in combat, and I never want to go back again. But I'm telling you what, I will to save this country. That right now, we're being peaceful. And, and you better be happy that we're, we're good citizens, that we're peaceful citizens. But it's not going to be peaceful much longer. I'm telling you, good citizens are going to turn into real concerned and revolutionary citizens real soon. His voice rattles me. To hear Carlos talk about going from a good citizen to a revolutionary one, it's unsettling because that sounds like a threat to me. When Carlos delivered this tirade, he was standing at the podium before the Shasta County Board of Supervisors in August 2020. He had on a black baseball hat and t-shirt and was holding a pair of sunglasses in one hand like he'd just come in off the street. And his speech? It went viral. It struck a chord with people across the country who were angry about COVID and the way it brought government into their lives. It briefly made Carlos a right-wing mini-celebrity. A few weeks later, he spoke to Alex Jones, the far-right radio host and anti-government conspiracy theorist, most famous for calling the Sandy Hook massacre a hoax. Nobody wants to make a call for violence earlier than, than need be. But uh, I've said this over the last seven months that there's come times within the last seven months where we have been pushed to, uh, to a point of violence. You don't vote your way out of socialism. Once it takes root, the only way to eradicate it is to fight with arms, to have a violent, violent confrontation, have blood in the streets. And to say that, but it's a reality of where we're at, Alex. Carlos's connection cuts out. But he went on to explain that he didn't think the normal ways of professing outrage, like protesting and voting, would work anymore. He said, You fix that mechanism, 
by uh, by violent overthrow. You fix it by storming the chambers and forcibly removing those people that are oppressing you. Carlos sounds so steady, so smooth, almost like a politician, even though he's talking about violence. And keep in mind, this was before January 6th. It makes me think of how normalized this kind of rhetoric is becoming. Here's what's confusing about Carlos's anger. Shasta County was barely enforcing California's COVID rules. Schools briefly closed, and kids were asked to mask up upon return. But Shasta wasn't fining businesses for staying open. In a lot of places, it was like the pandemic didn't exist. After all, Shasta County is a deep red pocket in Northern California, where the entire Board of Supervisors was Republican. They had little interest in cracking down on behalf of a liberal governor. A quick aside for a civics lesson. A county supervisor is a local legislator, someone elected to pass laws and make policy at the county level. They don't have control over what the state does. But in Shasta County, the roots of anti-government rage ran deep. Deep enough that the boring details of how the government actually works didn't matter. Here's Leonard Modi, who was one of the county supervisors, talking about how the pandemic created an opening for a right-wing revolt. You're imposing rules across the state on one size fits all. And I said, counties are different. And my county's much more rural and much more conservative. And they're going to say, why are you putting the same rules on for Los Angeles that has millions of people and Shasta County that has 180,000 people that's pretty well spread out? And I said, this is going to lead to, you know, anarchy. People are going to revolt against this. People like Carlos, his words threw fuel on an already burning fire, both nationally and at home. For months, angry Shasta residents had been showing up to county meetings to register their frustration, loudly. There was even one lady with a bullhorn. And for another group, a fringe fantasy of forming a separate government, separate from the state of California, looked like it might be finally meeting its moment. The pandemic brought these individuals together by inflaming their mistrust in government. And by spring of 2021, that anger had evolved into a full-blown recall movement targeting Leonard Modi. In a conservative Northern California community, there have been threats made against politicians, outrage over COVID vaccines and mask mandates, all of that adds up to the likely removal of a longtime Republican county supervisor who critics say is not Republican enough. Recall Shasta dropped off what they say is over 6,000 signatures to recall Shasta County Supervisor Leonard Modi. What was happening in Shasta was an extreme example of a movement taking hold in many local governments, with right-wing fury moving squarely into the center of politics. Across the country, Officials were being pushed out because they weren't, quote, conservative enough. Towns once known for their lavender festivals were suddenly on national news for having a QAnon mayor. School boards that used to care about grades were suddenly obsessed with critical race theory. 
For the next few episodes, we're going to stay in Shasta County, where we'll meet the players trying to remake their government in a far-right image. Not just Carlos, but an alliance of characters, including a Christian music producer, a group of secessionists, and the vengeful son of a billionaire funding the movement. Because if January 6th signaled a major rupture in the bedrock of our democracy, Squim and Shasta are in some ways aftershocks. But they might also be origin stories of a new layer of history. One where the usual ways of resolving differences are discarded and replaced with something more ideological, something more forceful, more bloody, maybe even something people are willing to die for. Sometimes I hear people ask, are we heading towards civil war? It's unsettling to imagine, but so was January 6th. I had to know where these stories of outrage were pointing us as a country, what they're revealing about what's broken and what's being built in place. It's time to restore reasonable, (coughs) representative, and accountable government in Shasta County for ourselves and our future generations. All in favor of a recall, say aye. Aye! That's next time on Bedrock USA. This episode was reported and hosted by me, Laura Bliss. Kathleen Quillian is our senior producer. Samantha Story is our story editor and executive producer. We had additional editing help from Nicole Flato and Francesca Levy. Original music and scoring by Zachary Walter and audio engineering by Blake Maples. Jennifer Sondag is head of Bloomberg City Lab. Bedrock USA is a production of Bloomberg City Lab and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.